Guys, I got some good news. My arm is out of the sling. Ah, yeah, Jeremiah. Oh my God, that's uh, such amazing news. Wow. Yep. And guess what? Fully recovered for the most part. Except they told me that it's going to take three more months for me to get back the strength in my arm. <laughs> so I'm doing some strength training right now. Trying to figure that out. But that, guys, that's good. I, I don't have to walk around with a sling anymore. So, you know, that was some great news that happened during uh, earlier in the week. Brooks and I talked a little bit about me having uh, a broken arm, you know, during the podcast while it was uh, still up in the air. Didn't know what was going on. So that's a, a good update on the arm. How's your guys' week? Did you get any good news? Did you have something good happen? Something positive, I hope? Hopefully you did something nice for somebody. Maybe you did a kindness challenge. Or maybe you just, you know, just did a normal routine. Maybe you're just nice every day. I had somebody uh, write me a letter. They're like, I don't do the kindness challenge because I'm nice every day. And I'm like, okay, there you go. <laughs> you're, you're getting it. You know, there's not much I can say to that. This is going to be a... Very short intro, guys. Uh, I'm recording this in advance because I'm in New York City right now. I'm traveling uh, while this is being uploaded. So, uh, Brooks Whelan, very excited to get him on the show today. Man, we had some we had some pretty big celebrities call in to the show. Not going to give anything away, but there are some certain musicians from some maybe famous bands that called in, guys. It's a little bit of a... Of a you know, a big deal. So we also we also uh, got into talking about uh, Brooks spent uh, a year, uh, he did a season on Saturday Night Live and a lot of cool stories and uh, and he talked about some sketches that did get on the air and the behind the scenes of, um, you know, how sketches get cut and stuff like that from SNL. Very interesting stuff and he was just, dude, Brooks is just super fun to hang and riff with. He's a, he's a good guy, known him for a while now, and uh, I was happy to get him on the pod. I want to mention the sponsors of this show, Bronxborn Pizza in Bend, Oregon. If you're anywhere near that place, go get a pie from them. Thomas Schiffer hooking it up. He is the reason why we do videos for this show. He hooked me up with equipment, so I'm very appreciative to Bronxborn Pizza. Thank you, at Bronxborn Pizza. You can check them out on social media. Speedweed, What? Do you need a little hit of something? Do you need a you need to get a little high? You you need a little escape from something? I don't know. Marijuana delivery service at Speedweed on Twitter. Gino, the man, one of the OG sponsors of this podcast, and I do mean OG Kush sponsors of this podcast. Yeah, hit him up. And then uh, uh, Joe's Pizza on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. Go grab a slice. Tell them Jeremiah wanted to send you. They might not have any idea who that is because uh, every time I call there, uh, the guys who pick up the phone who are working uh, act like they don't remember me. It's a good feeling, guys. I uh, um, So check out Joe's Pizza. I do think I'm going to stop doing the pizza party segment. And this is why. People don't want to hear the chewing, okay? Uh, people don't really want to see us eating it. Um, and I don't really like talking about something that we did right before the podcast. I'm like, it's, you know, we could have eaten anything in that case. And, uh, 
Also, it's just uh, a lot of people, a lot of my guests, I'd say 60 to 70% of the guests that I've had on turn down the pizza. And then I end up, um, you know, I'll talk to them about pizza or whatever, but, uh, you know, I'll give it usually to my buddy Justin Alexio from the building years. <laughs> He'll come over and we'll eat it. And then, you know, I still plug Joe's. And anyways, I'll be in Las Vegas this week. If you want to hit me up, uh, I'll be at the Laugh Factory over there. I'm hosting some shows. Maybe I'll do some new stuff. Yeah, I'll work on some new stuff. Why not? And I'll work on some old stuff. <laughs> and then I'll do some riffing. <laughs> A little bit of everything, guys. But I got more tour dates and stuff like that up online. Check out jeremiahwatkins.tv slash shop. Go get a t-shirt. There's a lot of options over there. Helps me with the podcast. Or if you go to jeremiahwonders.com, there's a uh, there's a donate button to help uh, support the podcast if you got PayPal or whatever. So that's about it, guys. Very excited to introduce you to Brooks. If you've never heard of him or not familiar with him, you should be. So uh, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. And without further ado, please welcome the show on Jeremiah Wonders, Brooks Whelan. We did it. We did it, man. We got World Cup fever right now. I got World Cup fever, aka I'm just been I've been bored all month, and it's a great time to be bored. Yep. It's good lo- time. Good time of year. It's hot. It's a lot of soccer going on to, that I don't care about, but I do. I do because I don't have anything else going on in my life. Do you have a lot of friends that are in soccer? No one. <laughs> You you define friends. Well, I got into soccer because I toured with John Oliver, and he loves Liverpool so much that I started to like Liverpool. It's contagious. Uh, and then they made it really far in this Champions League thing. And then I got watched that. And then right after that, finished the World Cup started, and I was like, I'm already in the mood. So and also I don't have a lot going on. So it's perfect timing. <laughs> What's it like touring with uh, John Oliver? Good dude. He's the best. He's a uh, yeah. He's the nicest guy ever. I I didn't. I haven't. I texted with him. During the game, but I won't text with him for a while because England just lost. Yeah. I mean, you got to give him he some really space. He really digs soccer a lot. Yeah. So I like, I'm like, i like, I hope Liverpool wins. Like, people who take that seriously, like, genuinely seriously, like, it's a respect thing to, like, give them time. Yeah, to... he considers himself a failed soccer player. Really? Like, he, wanted, he wanted to be, play for Liverpool, yeah. So he doesn't consider himself successful at all. <laughs> it's really funny. Did you used to play sports growing up? I grew up wrestling, yeah. Yeah. In Iowa, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if you know this. I have a... That's where all my mom's side of the family is from. What uh, town? Des Moines. Oh, they're from the big city. Mm, I guess. No, I mean, it in, is. In comparison. By, 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 by proxy. Yeah. By like 500,000 people compared to mine. And 500,000 okay. people live in that town. That, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Croatia just won and they have 4 million people. That's like the state of Iowa has like 4 million people. So that's like mind blowing to me that like the state of Iowa is in the World Cup finals. <laughs> That's how I compare it. Like, that's how many people live in Ireland. It's nuts. So you're like, my, my my team has finally made it to the World Cup. I mean, sure. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been to Croatia. It's great. It's much better than England. When so. did you go to Croatia? I just went on a road trip with the with a lady. I was with a babe I had met, and we drove through Croatia, like up to Bosnia. It was super fun. Whoa. It was dope. You've traveled a lot. Like, I yeah, followed you over the years, like I'm on your terrible Instagram. terrible and- with money. Like, if I have it, I spend it. But th- I feel like that's a better way to live than like somebody who. Uh, I don't know. My friends have houses now, <laughs> so I, I'm gonna disagree. <laughs> like I, I'm 31 and I'm like, oh shit! Like I gotta hope my car, this cartoon I'm on, gets picked up for another season, because I because I got a trip planned in New Zealand that I can't afford right now. You're already spending the money in your head. I like- already have the trip planned. I already bought the tickets. <laughs> 
I mean, I have the money now, but like I need money to live when I come back. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, uh, Croatia was really nice and it was a lot of great memories. Um, so are they friendly to locals? Um, we were, uh, I mean to yeah. out of towners, I mean, uh, I didn't go to any of the cities. I didn't go to like Grezeb or whatever, or split this Island or, um, Dubrovnik. I went up into these, uh, to waterfalls, which is tourist based. So they are nice to tourists because that's what's, what brings them their money mm-hmm. and they let you swim in waterfalls. It's great. They're national parks. They're, they're like, go nuts versus like ours are kind of more regulated. What is, what? Does a do you, can you do like a Croatian accent? I don't even know what that sounds like. Is it close to oh, Jamaican? No, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you what uh, language they speak. Like, and I was there for uh-huh. like I was, but I was like going all through Europe. I came from it, Italy. I don't know. I mean, I they, they're it's, former. It's it's a Slavic language. It's part of the U, like Yugoslavia uh-huh. a while ago. Uh, look, I don't know a lot about. I just know that they got dope waterfalls and is fun. That's something that I've not. Like I guess I haven't done too much traveling like outside of the country. Mm-hmm. So but I have not seen many waterfalls. I've seen like a lot of I don't know, like I guess a lot of comedians like whenever they travel, like a waterfall is like a destination whenever you travel and I I see a lot of videos of people like <laughs> playing yeah. in waterfalls and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I like waterfalls, but I've never seen anything like Croatia. Croatia is where they film King's Landing in Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. So that's Cro- that's Croatia. Is like this be- these beautiful waterfalls and Dubrovnik is King's Landing. Like that city for city. Like that's where they shoot it all. Wow. So it's just like ridiculous. My dad uh after I'm sp- I'm not an expert either. I want I just I just enjoy being there more than uh England. Yeah. My my, my dad uh, after uh, Lord of the Rings came out came out and uh uh, you know, in the end of the credits, it says like filmed in New Zealand. From that point forward, like since then, he thinks every movie is filmed in New Zealand. Like any beautiful scenery, he's like really? that must have been filmed in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I enjoy that. <laughs> what what state did you grow up in? I grew up in Kansas. Okay, what did what's the big Kansas movie for? Like, what's the movie that happened that they filmed in Kansas that you're like, yeah, like we have the Field of Dreams for Iowa. What a great movie. I still don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. I hate it so much. Why? It gives it gives Iowans too much pride. Like there's literally a line where he some like a ghost or whatever is like, is this heaven? And then Kevin Costner's like, no, this is Iowa. And I'm like, and Iowans love that. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. No one's been in Iowa and has been like, I'm sorry, did I die and go to heaven? Cause it's not, it's fine. It's not heaven fine. So I'm annoyed with the Field of Dreams. Well, dude, Plus, what? I worked next to the Field of Dreams. It's a fucking tourist trap. It still exists. Dude, what if, what if you get to heaven? And it's Iowa? Oh, no. I died in the middle of Jeremiah's podcast. And I'm in heaven right now. Welcome to heaven. God, your voice sounds strangely like how we thought the devil might sound. No. Okay. It sounds much lighter. Okay. I mean, it seems like you fixed it a little bit. Sure. I mean, just a little bit. Little bit. Well, um, this is crazy how I immediately get to talk to you. Yeah. Brooks. Yeah, we go. Shoot. I don't know what happened. I must have been electrocuted. You were electrocuted. You were working on some art in your garage. And that's how you got here. Oh, wow. Okay. I must have blacked out during Jeremiah's podcast and... And then went home and started an art career. 
This is the future. Oh, I thought this, this happened. hasn't happened yet. No, all right. Okay, crazy. Because, you know, like, we were, like, saying, like, what if, like, you know, you died and then... Yeah, you- but then you went... I was improving that you had... That I had just died right now. And and had just died and gone to heaven. Okay, so I guess you just died right now. Yeah. Okay, welcome to heaven. You just died right after... In the middle of Jeremiah Wonders. That's nuts how I... God, this is crazy. I was just doing a bit. Wait, with what Jer- kind of bit were you doing? I was doing a bit about what if I died, and now I did die, and this is now I'm in heaven. That's crazy. This is so. This is like. It's a very meta situation. That's it's happening so right now. weird to me. Yeah. How's it going though? Like I'm glad it, I got into heaven. It's this is good. A- I sound like this because some people don't know what gender I am still. Sure. No. I was. This is a crapshoot for me to get up here. I. You know. I didn't. I wasn't mean, but I also quit going to church a while ago. So. But you affected people in a positive way. And I refuse to ever say I'm not Catholic. So that's not even at like gunpoint. I'm like, I'm Catholic. Like I just have to because I'm scared of it. I'm scared of this situation. Props to my boy, Brooks. Thanks so much. So Catholicism was the correct religion. <laughs> Make a definitive statement, please. <laughs> um, I'll have to get back to you on that. All right. Good call. Cover your bases. Well, uh, you may proceed into the fields over here. Oh, fucking shit. And there's a baseball team right God over there. God damn it. Are you serious? Well, don't say that. You're, you know, you're no, the I'm, I of can me. say it to you. I'm I, saying I, it I, to I, you. I, I guess we're friends now. I guess you yeah. can totally say that. It's like saying, Jeremiah, damn it, when I'm mad at something he did. I'm just upset that you made heaven kind of look like this 1990s movie about Iowa. But there's some great baseball players around. Can no, they're ghosts. They're ghosts. They just creep me out. I guess now I'm a ghost. Son of a buck. I mean, you're more of a spirit that's floating into the ether. I'm not plus- even good at baseball. Like, this is a terrible place for me to live. Like, uh, I guess I'll play right field and bat sometimes. Hey, Brooks, do you want to play shortstop? It's Joe DiMaggio. I wish I could, Joe. I I would really goof though. I'm not lying. I would be a mistake. I want the team to win. I know where I belong. It's in right field or rover if we're playing with ten people behind second base. Are you a lefty or a righty? I'm a neither. I never hit the ball out of the fucking infield. It's terrible. I did not have a good baseball career. Do you want to be third base coach? Um, I that actually sounds kind of nice. Yeah. Done. Welcome to your eternity as a third base coach. Oh, I could live with this. I could just watch people play baseball, which I enjoy, and then be like, go home. There's unlimited amount of Cracker Jacks in heaven, too. Ugh, no thanks. Nachos and beer. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have to count my calories up here? No. Oh, man. You did it right, God. you're in heaven. Oh, I'm so happy. Thanks, God. This is very exciting. Goodbye for now. I'll see you later, man. I think we got a game at two, so if you want to watch. Brooks, where did you go? I died for a second, but now I'm back. That was crazy. I must have had a near-death experience. Dude, I don't know what just happened exactly, but your eyes kind of rolled back into the back of your head, mm-hmm. and it was very scary. You started no, seizing was, and foaming at the mouth a little bit. I think I'm allergic to water, to be honest. Like, I, I never is really that what drink. it is? I think, you know what it is? I think it's that Ralph's water. <laughs> I think it, you know... They, they had a callback on it recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know if you should say that though, just f- from your own, because Ralph sponsors this podcast, right? Oh, 
Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Proud sponsor, Jeremiah Wonders. Ralph's rock and roll. Ralph's on yeah, sunset. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody told me that they saw like um, Slash passed out at like Ralph's in that like aisle one time, like not long ago. And that's how that's how it got its actual name. That, uh, it, like they, it might not. It was just like one <laughs> grocery store over there. They're like Slash was just like laying in the ground. Like be- <laughs> like before that, they didn't have the window decals of the guitars and different instruments. But then they saw Slash and they're like. This is rock and roll Ralph. Or maybe that's what uh, drew Slash like a like a bug to the to a flame or a moth to a flame. Like I a, guess so. It's like a bug zapper for cool rock stars. What do you think what do you think Slash uh does for fun? I think he drinks. You think he drinks? Yeah. I think he just drinks and then fucking whales on the guitar. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I think yeah. My caller ID is reading. I think Slash is actually calling in to the show right now. Oh, yeah. Um hello, uh Slash? Hey, wow. Rock and roll legend Slash. Yeah, Slash. That's my, that's my first name, last name, Slash. Oh, man. Fucking hungover. I'll tell you that right now. Have you been partying and, and, and playing music? What, what's uh, been... It's not even called partying if you never stop. It's just called living. I've been living, man. Yeah? I've been living. I've been living um, pretty hard. I uh, used to shop. <laughs> used to shop for um, whiskey at the Gelson's, uh, which... So was, uh, I'm sorry, was, Slash. You can't uh, mention any other uh, grocery store's names on this podcast because uh, uh, Ralph's is no, actually. No, I was explaining how I started uh, shopping at Ralph's. Because um, I used to go to Gelson's. I used to go to Gelson's. Um, oh, you formerly. Frank, Franklin Village, Gelson's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would always go to the UCB shows. I've been trying to get on a fucking Herald team for uh, like, uh, 10 years now. I goddamn keep getting called back, never get on the Herald team. I took 501 eight times. Jerry O'Connell was in my fucking 201 class. It was nuts. But either way, I was hanging out at Gelson's. Uh, on the way to my Gelson's, you know, cause before, I took, before I took my 501 class, I kept giving those dorks my money. I fucking... Um, I, uh, Slash, you're telling me that you, the, the musician, the legend... Yeah, yeah, I love improv comedy. Y- you've been taking classes at UCB. For about a decade, yeah, yeah. Ever since they came over from New York, I've been a big fan of them. Um, and you can't get on a Herald team? They won't, like, throw your weight around because you're a celebrity? Look, man, I guess I'm not greasing the right palms over there. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, I, was, I was trying to explain is um, I used to always go to that Gelson's, right? Dice Gelson's is fine. Gelson's, you can't park there and go to the UCB, which is a real nightmare. Parking's over there is crazy. I love that Uber showed up, but... Uh, um. I was driving up there one day, you know, I want to get my um, uh, bottle of Jack Daniels that I get. It's weird that I go there, but I do. And uh, so I was driving past Ralph's, right? Right. He used to just be normal. It used to be a normal Ralph's. And I see that they have uh, cool guitars on the windows. And I was like, well, I should be going to this store. And um, I've been shopping there ever since. Sometimes I fall asleep in there. I don't, nobody ever sees me, though. So you just saw the window decals on the outside of Ralph's, and you're like, this seems like a good fit for me because I'm... I play guitar. You play guitar. And they have a guitar. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so that's why I go over there, and that's why I play um, guitar. I actually got back into playing guitar from going to that rock and roll Ralph's. Because I took a break to try to really break into the improv world. But um, I just can't yes and, you know. I just, I just keep saying... I just keep telling stories. So okay, so slash. Let's uh, let's say that we're in an improv scene together. We get a suggestion from the audience. Okay. Uh, let's try this out. All right. I've been working on this for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you said you've been taking five hundred one like multiple yeah. times, like uh, uh, yes, you should be pretty good mm-hmm. if you've even gotten to that point. Yeah. 
Okay, let's, uh, you know, um, we got a suggestion from the audience. Uh, what's that over there? Okay. Um, I guess we're father and son, and uh, we're at... Um, okay, father and son. Fa- father that. and son, and we're check. fishing. All right. I had sex with Sharon Osbourne in uh, 1988. Ozzy watched. It was totally whatever. See, that's my... Pro- I just, da- yeah, I just dad... Tell, I just uh, tell great stories. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, so but, Dad, what is this... We were on the Appetite for Destruction tour. And, um, Dad, Ozzie's, can you pass Ozzie's me the fan. can you pass me the Molly worms crew, over there? Molly Crew is for pussies. I'll tell you that right now. Molly Crew, those guys couldn't fucking party. Dad, I, I need to put the worm Heroin on my heroin junkies is what they should be called. Cause look, it's not fun. Like Molly, Molly Crew is so boring. If you want to rock and roll, you, you you know. Also, um, I'm mad at you because you didn't buy me a bobber for my birthday. I fought Bruce Springsteen's son. In 1999, uh, in front of him at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it was in uh, New York City, and um, he came up to me and said, "Slash, I'm a fan," and I said, "Your dad's a bitch," and I just started wailing on him, and um, he's like, he was so upset, and uh, Bruce Springsteen came over and he stopped me and I said, "You ain't the boss of me," and um, he put me in a chokehold and uh, passed out uh, very quickly, and then after that I was like, "You are the boss of me," but um, I still think he's a pussy. Dad, do you prefer trout or largemouth bass? Ronnie James Dio is an ultimate dominoes player. He is he was so good at dominoes. It's crazy. I, 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 we were on tour together during the Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 tour. Um, and uh, he, he was like, do you want to play dominoes? And I was like, is this because I'm half black? And he said, well, yeah. And I said, all right. Yeah, I do. I, you're right. I do want to play dominoes. And um, he beat the fuck out of me. I'll be honest. He knows how to play dominoes. Dad, I don't think that the, the, the pound of resistance of the fishing line that we got is strong enough. We got 30 pound and we need at least 50 or 60 pound. What are we going to do? We're going to reel that fish in. Here we go. Reeling the fish in and seen. I see. I, I feel like I goofed up somewhere in the middle of that. Um, uh, You know, I, I, tr- I was trying to be your son slashing it. And, uh, I know, I know. I kept bringing I, up like different like you know, what, fishing scenarios. This is what my teachers keep saying. Like, like you kind of went on a tyrant of story. I mean, they were fascinating stories. Right? That's all that's important. Did I, the crowd have fun? Did I mean, the crowd have fun? I, the crowd did have fun. Ah, yeah. right. They don't want to see a bunch of white dorks playing pretend. They want to hear Slash tell stories. So that's why I do what I do. All right, Slash. Well, I wish you continued success with your UCB uh, trials and tribulations. Thank you so much. I'm and... also trying to get on a mod team as a writer, not a performer. I want to be on a mod team. <laughs> you just want to be behind the scenes? You don't want to be seen at all? You just want to contribute? Yeah, I want to, but, but all my mod scene things that I write about is about how me and um, Scott Stapp from... Uh, from Creed? From Creed used to fucking hang out. And, uh, but then it turns out that he's a, he's a dork. So I, write, so I write, like, Scott Stapp was doing his homework. And um, Slash shows up and flexes his muscles at Scott Stapp. You know, and Scott Stapp, he's, he's like, this, oh, you're so strong. And the Slash goes, that's right. And then he has sex with Scott Stapp's mom. Uh, you know, I think Scott Stapp is actually calling in to the show right now. Uh, Scott, you're on with Slash and oh, Jeremiah Watkins. Oh, I haven't talked to this fucker in a while. Shit. What? Is this Slash? Yeah. Is there Slash? Yeah, what do you want, dude? Well, I want to call 
You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like even talking to you because you never get out of character when your voice is and you sings. And, well, I um, think it's all right. Your leads, you got that lead singer bullshit where you think you're so fucking cool. You're, you're actually a dork. I just, I, I gotta, I wanna. I want to push you in a locker, man. Slash, I'm gonna fight you if you keep talking about the way you did about my mom. Your mom is a dumb bitch, Scott, and you know that. And when we had sex, and, and I tell you about it all the time, I write it into my mod axe. I don't know if you know that, but it's gonna be on television soon. Write a, write a pilot for um, Fuse. Called Scott Stabs Mom. See, it's super easy to have sex with because she's dumb. Then why wouldn't you call it the stab infection if you think my mom's a slur? She made me wrap it up. That'd be rude. She's clean. All right, well, uh, Slash, uh, I think that you need to. This is me dropping persona right now, okay? Yeah, I appreciate that for once. Yeah. This is me being real with you. Okay. Why don't you be real and go sing on a boat that, of a flooded city with a dumb music video, right? Our music videos were rock and roll. We had hey, Axel man. swimming with fucking dolphins. It was dope. Well, maybe I'll go on top of a mountain, huh? What do you think about that? I mean, if, if you can get high enough, I don't know. I, I, look, that sounds hard. I see honest. what you did there, and I do not appreciate it. Sure, yeah, you know, I, I know, like, one of your songs, man, and I, I really got lucked into that one. Hey, man, let's fight. Welcome to the jungle. No, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> I could name a bunch of my songs, too. <laughs> but I can't name your songs on account of your band stinks. Well, I'm going to welcome you with arms wide open back into my life, okay? Is Can I Take You Higher? Is that a song? Of That's yours? one of my hit songs. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, it is. I knew it. I called that one because I, I, I accidentally had on um, Y105 one day, and it came on. I had called in. And I said, what the fuck was that? Don't ever do it again. And they said, it's Scott Stapps. Can you take me higher? And I go, Scott, I thought his band was called Creed. And they go, they won't even, they don't even take credit for that one. One time I had sex with your mom and I took her to her sha na 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 knees. Wait, you hurt my mom? You took her to her knees? Yeah, I took her to her knees. Sounds like sexual assault. No, no, no. It was consensual. She got down on her... It would make more sense if you say she went down on her knees. That would, that's consensual. You took her down to her okay, knees? Okay, no, no. She went... You're about to get me too out of hey, this, man, out I, of this music I thing. already don't have a strong career right now. I don't need <laughs> this at the moment. Look, man, I gotta go to, I gotta go to Rock and Roll Rouse. I, I, I'll talk to you later, nerd. All right, see you later. Wow, that what a, what a, what a happening thing. How did that go down? Um, they didn't even let us interject. I actually had a lot of questions for Slash and Scott Stapp, but mm -hmm. I think that they kind of had a lot of past history that they kind of need to get through themselves. Sounds like it. A lot of issues, man. Yeah. And also, I, I wish Slash all the best at uh, UCB 501. Dude, um, I, uh, I almost snorted uh, and uh, snotted everywhere whenever he said um, that... Uh, he was uh, <laughs> trying to get on a mod team. Yeah, no, he's big in he's big into uh, UCB subculture. For, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, for these inside UCB <laughs> references, mm -hmm. a mod is a writing team at UCB. Uh, so Slash was just wanting to get on a team just to be a writer, <laughs> just to be a writer, just to be a writer, not just to perform. Be a sketch writer for for free UCB. And a and a Herald team is like an improv 
team yep. that he's been trying to get on, but I guess he's had no luck. Well, it sounds like he's just excited to talk about his life. He should be doing a storytelling show. See, that's what a lot of professional wrestlers do. Like mm-hmm. after, you know, they've, they've, they've had uh, their time in the ring, they can't fight anymore, obviously. They go on the road like Jake the Snake and they tell sno- stories and different stuff like mm-hmm. that and it becomes like a popular thing. Maybe Slash I, might be into it. I mistaken, like not mistakenly, I was in Boston on Monday and Monday Night Raw was there and um, I'm, I'm friends with Dolph Ziegler, who's the current uh, Intercontinental champ. And yeah. I, I like drunk texted him too much to where I woke up in the morning and it was like I texted a girl that I like. I felt embarrassed. I was like, oh, I texted Dolph too much. It was Damn. very embarrassing. And then he, but he was nice. It wasn't like, but I still was like, you don't do that. Like, no, wait. Hey, Dolph, um, I had a little bit of a rough night last night. I, I texted him. I was like, whoa, had a few drinks. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. It was, I think there was one selfie where I was giving him the finger. I thought that would be funny. And just like you're you're seeing all this thread and you're like, oh, there's no responses to yeah, any of these. No, were, yeah, I felt either way. I was like, that's when I was like, maybe we should, you know, we why, why am I drunk texting um, other guys that I think are cool? Hey man, I mean, you know, it's almost the same thing. Yeah, well, my girlfriend, like my girlfriend, <laughs> like whenever you're in that state, I mean, you you probably are just like, who can I talk to well, I that I my, think is cool? I was cool. with my girlfriend, and we were with our other friend Renee Young, who's um, an announcer at WWE. And then I was like, "Where's let's get Dolph out here?" And then he was busy because he had obligations, and then it just turned into that. Right. But then my girlfriend was like, "I'm like jealous that you're embarrassed that you texted him." I was like, "Well, I am. He's great." He's a cool guy. He's so, a cool guy. I mean, cr- uh, you could maybe learn something from uh, him. If you were the Intercontinental Champ, maybe I would text you a little more, girlfriend. Who <laughs> maybe I I would send you selfies of me flipping you off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been a wrestling fan for a while, right? Um. Sorry, or did you get sorry into to it? smack on on that? Uh, I I was a huge wrestling fan, giant wrestling fan for the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. uh, NWO, um, DX, super fun. And then I kind of fell off for a little bit. Then I came back. In college, because we thought we thought for uh, like when we were sophomores, like how funny would it be if we smoked weed and watched Monday Night Raw? <laughs> and it was funny for like two weeks, and then we were like, we don't have any weed, and we're like, well, we still need to watch Raw. <laughs> so we got into it for like two or three years. Then, and then I moved out to LA, and then back to New York, then back to LA, and then my girlfriend, um, they gave her some free tickets to um, like a Raw, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, we should go watch we should watch an episode this is like a year ago um so we know what's going on and then we went to the raw and i was like this is mo- the most fun thing i've ever done and then they came back and we just stayed in tune and now we travel and see them we went to wrestlemania and stuff it's the best improvisers in the most athletic gymnastics combined like it's amazing i went and saw my first live wrestling event uh a few months ago it's so much more fun than you think it could be oh dude it was, I went with, uh, you lose your mind. I went with, uh, a few other comics too, which made it that much better. Cause we were all like just having a blast. It's like cracking so fun. Up also, and... they're so much more talented than we are. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it's just like what well, you said. It's improvisers who work out and can do backflips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty phenomenal. It's so You see fun. them flying through the air. Like, <gasps> it's so fun. Wow. Yeah. I, I, um, the bad part when they do Monday night raw in at Los Angeles is it's a Monday and it starts at four because it airs at eight. No, so I guess it starts at five because it airs at eight East Coast time and it's mm-hmm. live. So f- it's from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. 
but it's that's three hours and I'm drinking before because it's a pro wrestling event. It's sure. super fun. Sure. And then I drink for those three hours and then you get out and you're just wasted and it's eight o'clock on a Monday. And then I go back to Los Feliz and I'm just like hammered at like the rustic inn, like at like eight. I look like a real Looney Tune, but I'm like, it's not my fault. Wrestling was wrestling was earlier than it should have been. Some people could say it's called self control, but I would say try going to a Monday Night Raw and not having the most fun you've ever had. Yeah, it was, dude. I went with um, I went with Adam Ray, uh, uh, Sal Volcano, mm-hmm. and then we saw uh, what, what wrestling event was this. Was it a SmackDown? That would make sense. SmackDown was in like Anaheim not that long ago. This was in downtown Los Angeles, so it might have been was it maybe a Raw. It would have been a Raw if it was at Staples. It was a Staples, so that would have been a Raw. I was at that Raw. Yeah, yeah. This is, but this with, would have been like four months ago or five months ago. With Cena and um, well, I mean Cena went against frick, I don't even remember Roman Reigns or something. I don't know. It, this is unimportant. Anyway, uh, it's it was so a great fun. time. Yeah, we so and I was with Steve Simone, who is a huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sal was nice enough to he had like backstage passes and stuff, so I got way better treatment than I should have as somebody who is like, you know, this was my first time, so I got the like right. But that know. makes it fun. I mean, that oh, also man. then you're not bugging bugging out over wrestlers like I do when I'm backstage. Like I'm like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah, we took out our our phones like, and right away security came up and like mm-hmm. we're like, oh, these guys don't belong here because we're like, hey, we're yeah. doing stupid Instagram posts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you have, you have to have some respect. Yeah, well, it was we weren't so I much. Know you even, were, I'm sure you were being respectful, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, they're like, hey, hey, guys. Yeah, don't do like, that. These guys are warming up to go perform live. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want people backstage at a comedy show being like, hey, I'm backstage right now. Oh. Yeah, no, that's that is what it is. Like, yeah. I try to play it cool. Like when I'm backstage, I tr- I do try to really play it cool right. and not take photos. Um, yeah. Unless it's like a, somebody I know, and I'm like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Um, but it is just because I respect it so much. Yeah. And then, I'm scared there. Then Ronda Rousey randomly like walked in later and I was like, and she was like very like serious. I was like, oh, this is, this is intense. Like the energy in the room changed when she walked in. She oh, had like really? a, she had like a hoodie on and was like, oh. oh, that's crazy. I sat next to Dana White at, um, WrestleMania and got into an argument with his bodyguard. Cause <laughs> about what? About fucking crowding me. His bodyguard was crowding me like literally next to him, like where it's tight quarters were like in the front for WrestleMania and like his shoulder, like his body, like there were two seats next to me and it was great. It was my, me, my girlfriend, her friend and her boyfriend. And we're having like the best fucking time. There's two seats next to me. So we're kind of, you know, we spread out a little bit because it's close quarters. Then gosh dang Dana White shows up with his bodyguard and they take the two seats that were next to me and his body, like I'm, standing in my seat but his bodyguard's like crowding me he's a big fucking dude you know he's bodyguard for mma dude and like i had to like be like hey like because everyone wanted photos with dana white but i personally don't give a fuck so like his bodyguard kept pushing me out and i just had to be like dude we all have the same seats okay i don't care who you're with like quit crowding me like i yeah right here i don't give a shit if you're next to that dude you should have bought more seats if you wanted more space and he was like, oh, uh, yeah. He's like, he was genuinely like, oh, yeah, I, I guess you're right. I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, man, you ruined fucking WrestleMania for me. I also was pretty drunk enough to have that. And then <laughs> that uh, kind of confidence. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, when, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when Ronda Rousey won, we all high fived. It was very fun. And then he left. And I was <laughs> like, and then when he left, I kept yelling, he's not a fan. He's not a real fan. Get him out of here. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. 
It was super fun. You meet so many weirdos at that at that those events. Oh, dude, there are people. Well, there's still. It's funny. Like no matter how many things are like documentaries are made, however many shows, there are people that go there that still think it's one hundred percent real. Well, that one documentary is so funny. I think it's like called Beyond the Mat, where the, the there's like a famous famous quote where a guy goes, "It's still real to me, damn it." Like YouTube, everyone, YouTube, it's still real to me, damn it. And it's this guy crying at like a speaking engagement for Coco Beware or something. And he's just like, I just want to thank you guys for what you put your bodies through because it's still real to me, damn it. And he's like this 40-year-old dude and he just starts crying. He's like, it's real. And it is. Don't take that away from me. It's so great. He's like, I just want to thank everyone for what they put their bodies through. It's great. I think it was on, I don't know what it's from, but you could definitely YouTube that moment. All right. It's kind of like, have you ever seen The King of Kong? Uh, The documentary about Billy Mitchell? I've heard about it. Okay. Yeah, it's great. It's like my favorite documentary ever. Really? There's a moment, you gotta watch King of Kong. It's about a guy trying to beat the Donkey Kong world record and it's this whole crazy little world that exists we don't know about. Did he get his title removed? Yeah, he's been kicked out of everything because he cheated. uh, He did actually cheat. Yeah, he was a modulator. Like he wasn't playing on a real machine. He was playing like with a little joystick, like a like a handheld joystick or something oh. like that. And uh, there's a scene in it where a guy keeps bopping around. He's this huge dork, but like lovable, and he just keeps stopping people are playing. He's just going. There's about to be a Donkey Kong kill screen if anyone's interested, which is like a, a thing that only like two people have ever gotten. Well, more than two, like maybe five people have ever gone to, but it's like on shirts and stuff where it's just this guy's face. And he's like, there's about to be a Donkey Kong kill screen. And it reminds me of it's still real. Damn it. Did you know, I heard that Will Forte is like a nationally ranked, uh, Kong player. Like he's like really good, I guess. I mean, that would add up. He's, he's so sweet, but like, I can see him just having like this weird, like focus of on something. Yeah. Just like just laser focus dialed in. Yeah, I love I loved uh, Last Man on Earth while I was on. Yeah, I, n- I never finished it, um, but I mean, MacGruber is like my favorite. Oh man! When I was on SNL, Last Man on Earth had, had taken was starting to play, and I asked John Solomon, who created MacGruber, and Yorma um, Tacone, if uh, well, he Yorma, John, and Will created MacGruber, and they they wrote MacGruber the movie, and I was like. Forte's doing all right. So I went up to John Solomon. I was like, can I, can we do Brooks Gruber like for SNL? Cause I'm dying. And then, uh, he was like, yeah, let me text Will. And he's like, can Brooks be McGruber like joking? And then Will just sent back at him giving me the finger. He's like, absolutely not. You want a Brooks Gruber? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was joking. Of, of course, course, of but course. It was, a, it was a fun bit. I mean, the amount of times that they did that sketch on SNL it's the best. It would have been very funny if 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 he would have given you the okay. But I also get at the same time where he's like, eh, that's my character. Also, no, he also Lauren would never do it. It was a joke. It would be ridiculous for me to be like, can I be Gumby? <laughs> it's like basically what I was asking. Right. Can I be can I just Can I be steal? Roseanne Rosanna Dana tonight? Yeah, can I just steal from someone else, even even though the audience doesn't know who I am and they'll be like, What the fuck is going on? What's happening right now? Yeah, exactly. Just offended right away. Yeah, I hate this, and I'm mad at him. Yeah. Yeah. The worst first impression you could have. Mm. I've got an idea. <laughs> yeah, I've got an idea. How about I steal from everybody? Mm. Yeah, knowingly. Uh, but that MacGruber, the movie is like, MacGruber and Hot Rod are my two favorite movies. Dude, 
I saw Hot Rod in theaters. Me too. Yeah, no I was one was one there. Of the few. No yeah. one was there. Same with mine. Mine was, was in the middle of nowhere in like Missouri. Whenever I watched it. Yeah, I was like scream laughing, applauding. Yeah. I remember my girlfriend came, my uh, college girlfriend and her friend, and they were both like, "That was all right." And I was like, "That's the best thing I've ever fucking so seen." So good. Yeah. Cool beans. Just that whole sequence. The mm-hmm. fact that that was even in a motion picture, I was just like, "This is amazing." I told yeah when I first. Like was talking with Lauren Michaels, I was like, MacGruber and Hot Rod are like two of the greatest movies I've ever seen. And he was like, Well, we're thinking about making MacGruber two. And I was like, Oh, you should make Hot Rod two. He's like, No, no, no. Cause uh They lost a lot of money. Well, yeah, I mean also like it's cult. Like I was like, but me every one of me and my friends loves them. He's like, the world isn't filled with twenty five year old comedians. And I was like, <laughs> That's probably true. You're probably right. <laughs> was that a weird interaction in his office like before you got the job or was it pretty well, that well we had gone out to drinks before uh and then i got hired to be a writer so then i was around him a little bit as a writer before and then i went and had like a meeting with him in his office that i was chill because as a writer i didn't i wasn't scared of him because i never even planned on writing for that show and right. then and then he called me into his office and was like you're gonna be in the show and i was like cool i was like that's great so it was like it wasn't like a one it was like a wasn't like a sudden like a lot of people's you know yeah which is probably better more organic so you're not like freaking out so you just went well, in there took, you're like, then okay. it took me like 10 weeks to start freaking out i yeah. was like very chill for the first 10 weeks and like yeah it's fun everybody were here it's cool and then like after that when i wasn't getting on then i started having panic attacks like genuine panic attacks well just like anxiety just crippling anxiety oh well, sure yeah i mean just like freak outs and just like having to like, you know, leave and skateboard a lot. Around New York? Around, I would, because it's right next to, 30 Rock is right next to uh, Central Park. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, like, I need to take a, like a half hour break. So I would skateboard around Central Park and come back just to get fresh air and listen to music. Yeah. And that's how I would like deal with it. Wow. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then I, and then it's turned into me just, I was like, I need to drink three beers in my office, which was much less healthy because it was fucking cold. Right. Yeah. I, uh, do you still skate? Yeah. But a lot less in LA. I skate in like Los Feliz, but in New York, I skated everywhere. Wow. Cause it's a flat city. So last month, uh, I broke my arm whenever I, whenever I go out, I've been having to wear a sling. Oh really? Yeah. What'd you break it doing? Uh, I was dropping in and, uh, Oh yeah. See, I don't, I don't drop in. I can't drop in. Yeah. I'm an A to B skater. I'm a really bad skater. I, I should, I mean, I had the confidence like, because I just done it multiple times and I was trying to go up a little bit higher and mm-hmm. it just, I got in my head. Confidence is most of that game. It is. Oh dude. If I would have stomped down a little bit harder and, and like had a little bit more confidence, I don't think it would have broken my arm. No. If you have confidence, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scaredness. Yeah. yeah. And then you get too confidence. We used to call it when we would, when I lived in Huntington Beach um, for one year when I moved to Los Angeles from Iowa, we would call and we, we I was really bad at surfing. But you were in we, Huntington Beach, you said for a year? Yeah, a year. But I lived in like down there for two years because I had a job in Irvine. Oh, okay. um, but we would call getting our summer confidence back when we would surf. Cause we were scared, and then by the end of the summer, we were like, like "All right, dude, a little, yeah. like, dude, we'll see you next summer, dude." This well, is well, I nice. mean, it was like then it just got kind of cold. It started getting dark earlier, you know, daylight savings. Like when that yeah. kicked out, that's what we called summer. But it was like then I also realized I was like, "I'm gonna get stuck down here because I love it too much." I was just smoking weed and hanging out like with these really cool guys, and I moved to California to do comedy. So this is a terrible decision to stay here. So yeah, but yeah, 
I mean, you get that confidence, you can do anything, but without it, you're going to break your wrist. Yep. How's your wrist doing? Is it all right? Uh, so it's just like, like uh, right below my elbow. But yeah, I'm at like past five weeks. I'm getting checked out tomorrow to see if I can stop wearing a sling out in public. Ooh. But they took the cast off in like two days. They're like, it's a clean fracture. It'll heal by itself with phys- physical therapy. That's Who are you skating with? Who do you skate with? I was skating with uh, some buddies, uh, my, my buddy uh, Pat Reagan, Joel Jimenez, and uh, David Deary. Okay. Yeah. Just a couple other comics. We were having a good time. And that sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I used to skate with the Power Violence crew all the time. Oh, cool. We got like to go. Whitmer and all those guys? Yeah. Well, I used to live with those guys. Oh, okay. Whit cool. And Clay and um, Bud. But yeah, Bud came. Because one time I did Ridiculousness and then asked Rob Deerdick if I could skate the Fantasy Factory. And he said, sure. And I brought like way too many people. Like he was like, what? He was He's like, like, huh? No, he was really nice. Like, but I couldn't go skating at the Fantasy Factory and not bring my skating friends. Yeah. So when we showed up, he's like, damn, Brooks, you fucking rolled deep, man. There was like nine of us. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And then. Yeah, I always uh, skate with this many people. Well, it was like, it was like, yo, we got, we got to go. And uh, and then I think he thought we were going to skate for like a half hour. And like we were, we would have been there all day if he wasn't like, did you guys have fun? You know, he was really yeah. politely like. How long were you in there for? Oh, like a few hours. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. We, of course he's going to be like, all right, guys. No, uh, it was, he was so nice and reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like really fun. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, the Fancy Factory, like everything I've seen. I in used there. to play it on Skate, the game Skate. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. I, dude, the Tony Hawk games growing up were so important. life-changing. Yeah, but the Skate game for me was infinitely more important because i was like this is real this is how you skate i never got into the skate game skate was fun it was just harder it was more yeah, realistic because you actually had to flick and diff- yeah and i mean you still like could do insane stuff you couldn't really do but it yeah. felt more real right like what was the soundtrack like on skate there was you know i don't remember the soundtrack because we played it so much in college. I feel We're, like the Tony Hawk soundtrack oh, was just so iconic it was amazing yeah here i am mm-hmm. doing everything i can it definitely wasn't that level because skate is a lot more just milling around. It's just like chilling. Like I would be like stressed out and be like, I just need to go for a skate and like you skate around <laughs> yeah, this yeah. game. Uh, I don't remember the soundtrack, but at the same time it was in college when we were listening to music, like we would play it on mute and listen to the music we wanted to listen to anyway. <laughs> like at NBC, you're just like, guys, I got to decompress for a second. I got to go skate. And I would do that. I played that with Grand Theft Auto five. I bought, uh, you just walk around the town and <laughs> I would drive around in a, in a four wheeler. Yeah. I remember, um, Tim Robinson, uh, came in to watch me play Grand Theft Auto Five one time, and I was just driving through the desert in Grand Theft Auto Five. He's like, "What are you doing in this game, man?" I go, "I'm just going for a drive." Like, <laughs> I I liked Tim Robinson on the show. I a like lot. Tim Robinson he's as a very human, funny. as a human being. Yeah, he's amazing. He's I mean, Detroiters. Everybody should watch Detroiters. It's his show right now. Yeah, where he gets to be Tim Robinson, and he's incredibly funny in it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. He helped me out a lot. We wrote a bunch of sketches that got. Two of them got cut for time. One of them got on. What was your first sketch that got on? Uh, I wrote it with Tim Robinson and Zach Cannon. I had done a weekend update before, but the first sketch I got on was called, um, in one of the few, uh, it was called Critter Control, where I played a... Um, Rena Vent or something? Yeah, I played a guy who came... There was an office... This the type of sketches that I would come up with, and then Tim and Zach would blow out, make them way funnier. Um, but it was uh, a guy who... see. A guy, a critter control guy comes in, looks in a vent to try to like just take care of a problem. But when he looks in the vent, he um, gets, he sees a bunch of possums, goes and gets his buddy to show him who's Ed Norton. And then we get tricked by the possums and pulled into the wall and murdered. 
So yeah, it was pretty. You well, know, you had, normal I've stuff. S- I've seen you on stage do a, a great story about a, uh, your dad and a possum, right? My dad and a possum. Yeah, I, yeah. I auditioned with that story, um, and I think that's why I got SNL because I just auditioned with stand-up. And uh, the possum story is like I think Lauren dug it because I mean it just showed that my dad that I'm not a rich kid. My dad's crazy. <laughs> He like digs. He's like, so where do you, do you come from, performers? And I was like, no, man, I'm from the fucking woods. He's like, oh, cool. <laughs> Interesting story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Possums are my go-to when um, I wrote another sketch that I liked for a white elephant party. You know, where you get a surprise. Yeah, you, you give away stuff. I always was writing about animals where um, like Keenan got a snuggie and he liked it, and then I opened up my present. It was three baby owls. I was like, God damn it. I know this is from you, Sir Pippington. And it was John Goodman dressed like in a long silver mane in a wheelchair with an owl cane. I was like, I know these are your owls. I was like, who could know? Yeah. And, and then uh, I'm like, just dude, fucking take your owls back. I don't know how to take care of these owls. He's like, they're very easy as long as you live in a bell tower next to a field riddled with game. Like, I was like, just stop it. Take your owls. And then... Um, he didn't want them, and then he went forward and he got a like a twenty five dollar gift certificate to Applebee's, and he was really mad because the limit was thirty dollars. <laughs> so he wanted his owls back, but I'd grown attached to them. <laughs> that one was funny. It never got on. That's I mean, that's a quality sketch. I would have loved to see John yeah. Goodman and playing that character. Yeah, playing Sir Pippin. You playing is so real. Like I don't want these baby owls. Yeah, and it's just like we're all normal office workers that work with a wizard <laughs> or a guy who has owls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Solid. I wrote another sketch with Tim and I mean, I, we were talking about that not as much. It's been forever. Um, wrote a sketch with Tim and Zach that didn't make it on. That was really funny about a, that. I auditioned with this character who was a shy bodybuilder. Like he would pose and then he'd be ashamed about it. He'd be like, oh, I'm sorry I did that. Like, but did you like it? Like, uh, was that like good enough? Or yeah. Like, never mind. Oh, no, he never even talked. I would just flex and then just close my eyes and be like, Oh my God. Um, <laughs> we wrote a little kid bodybuilding sketch where it was a little kid bodybuilding competition called little buff boys. And Keenan Thompson was the uh, judge, but it's clear he had been tr- in trouble before. <laughs> uh, so he kept being like, I'm keeping my distance. And Dude, then Keenan can make any sketch yeah, funny. And it's ridiculous. He, yeah. He closed out the sketch by playing a song at random from his iPod. And it was, I'll make love to you by boys to men. He was like, Oh dang it. So he just singing "I'll make love to you" while we pose little as boys. little boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty so. Yeah, and we wrote this sketch one time. That one was supposed to be on. It got covered time. The other one that was supposed to be on it got covered time. Was, is no? Is that a hard? Is it harder to go through that whenever it's cut for time because you're so close? I had it happen four times. And or four, is it worse to no, not get anything? No, it, it sucked so much. It was. It's nice to think you're having it in, but the four. I had four sketches that were cut for time. And I only had got six sketches on total. So almost, so I mean, I should, I had 10 that made it to the air that was supposed to be before those were covered time. And that is just, it's like the last time I went and cried in the bathroom for like just a lot for like an hour. Like, cause it was like second to last episode. I knew I needed it to get on. It was one where me and Keenan were, uh, and I'd written it just with Keenan, which was cool. Um, where we were, we had a radio show, but it was a barbecue radio show. Um, so most of the radio show was just us being like, this is so good. Like, and then a phone review, like call us, you know, we cannot answer the phone. Our hands are satiated with uh, sauce right now. It was really dumb, really stupid, but fun. Uh, like I got, yeah, 
we wore white suits and we kept getting them ruined. I'm like, oh Lord, my white oh. suit. And that one, I was dressed fully like Colonel Sanders and they got cut for time. And I had to like pull the wig off and go wave goodnight or whatever. And I think I was just like almost crying. Uh, but the funniest one that got cut for time in my brain was the one, it was a Christmas episode. It was the only non Christmas sketch for that whole episode uh, where um, me and Jimmy Fallon played the guys who captured King Kong um, in the movie. But uh, it was because in the movie, they capture King Kong and then the next scene, he's on Broadway. So we wrote the scene where we pitch putting him on Broadway. And uh, I'm in a neck brace because King Kong's been raping me. Yeah. And at the end, Kong roars and I put on lipstick. I'm like, I know what he wants, you know. And it was so funny. And that got cut um, for the Christmas episode, which was a real bummer. And then I, I, when a show, when a, a sketch gets cut for time, they say, we'll do it next week. And then that never happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of like one of, yeah, it's those half filled promises are like, yeah, we'll be I'm, in touch. Yeah. I remember like going up like, and being like, Hey, I'd like to resubmit, um, Broadway. Cause we called it Broadway. We didn't call it King Kong's raping Brooks. Um, and, uh, the script, <laughs> the, the parentheticals of the sketch, the, yeah, the producer guy was like, what was that one? I was like, God damn it. No one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah anyway, yeah. it was a weird time. Wrote some funny stuff. Bottom line, Tim Robinson and Zach Cannon were the guys I wrote with the most, and they made the show Detroiters, so people should watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's super funny. Let's get into this next segment. Yeah. Fanning out. Fanning out. Questions from fans. Got a few questions here from people who yeah. reached sorry out. Sorry I went on that tangent there. I just remembered how funny those sketches were. I was no, like, oh, those are great. That, you know what's funny is that was actually one of the questions that somebody asked. Was like, okay. was there a sketch that you wrote that didn't get on that you thought was funny? So that's yeah. perfect. Those sketches, What the worst part is they exist on the server at SNL. Like so, there's they sometimes I've noticed that sometimes like I'll see on YouTube. They just started doing cut for times, um, which my the the barbecue sketch is up, but I don't like the cut for times because. What happens at the live in the dress rehearsal is we write a long sketch. It's like five and a half minute sketch. Yeah. And then we cut it to like three for live for the for the airing. So they put up the dress rehearsal sketch in the cut for times, which is like two and a half minutes too long. Right. Which I'm like this. touch. It was called Touch of Heat, which was our barbecue radio show. I was like, it's drags forever. The live show would have been great for this yeah it would have been way condensed we cut every joke that didn't work that's the point of a dress rehearsal you yeah. cut jokes that don't work yeah so i don't like the like we record it but i'm like it, it's not finished yet right yeah it's like a rough draft on it's what's a about rough draft yeah, yeah so they put a rough draft out and people are like that wasn't any good i'm like i know we fixed it <laughs> i know we, we rewrote like that that's yeah, the whole point that's of why we did a dress rehearsal. rehearsal yeah yeah um but yeah either way that was so they do put those up, but there's a server at SNL that's my favorite thing to look at. They have every dress and every live performance from every from you know 1975. Oh so my when I, goodness! Yeah, when I showed, and you can only get it right there. So when I showed up the day one, I was like Nirvana's dress rehearsal when they hosted with Charles Barkley when they played with Charles Barkley. Yeah, and you just see them going nuts for dress rehearsal. You see that you can see their like Thursday warm ups. It's so insane. It's got just everything saved on this. Like, how this, big is a server? I mean, it's just connected to your computer. Yeah. So you can access it anywhere. Oh, what, it's like on the, their network or yeah, whatever. When gotcha. I left, I pulled some cool stuff onto my flash drive. I pulled like, you know, the I pulled the Little Buff Boys. I pulled um, the Ra King Kong had been raping me sketch. I pulled Chris Farley, his the dress rehearsal of his final. Oh, uh, you know. What was it? I mean, it was yeah. amazing. It was yeah. the dress rehearsal. Of, so the dress rehearsal of his final 
time hosting SNL, which has, you know, an extra five sketches that were never aired. That was really fun. Um, I pulled like the first ever dress rehearsal of like, um, uh, sorry, I smacked. I hate when people do that. The first ever dress rehearsal of like, um, when he did Mr. When he did Matt Foley, just all that stuff. I had it all yeah. on this really dope USB drive and it was like pretty, I showed my friends in Iowa. We like watched that. I, I mean, this is after I was on, I'm still a fan of the show. And, uh, and I lost it. I was like, oh. oh, but I could bop up there and grab it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool though. It I, was neat. I guess. Yeah. I've never, I actually never heard of that. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah. I would stay early when I still liked being in 30 rock and just watch old episodes. Cause I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, just consume it. You're I, was like, like, I huh? didn't know this was, I didn't know this was here. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Endless you can watch everybody's um, auditions. Every like people who didn't even make it. What? Yeah, you could look up anybody's what? audition ever. <laughs> that that's mind blowing to yeah. me. Did you did you ever look at like friends that you knew that auditioned? Like, oh, oh I know. No. I didn't want to look at anybody. I looked. I watched Fortes because I was such a fan of Fortes and it was really yeah. funny. But um, I never watched mine because I didn't like it. But uh, no, I was. I didn't want. It that's was so weird that they have. I mean, I guess it makes sense because they tape it, so I mean, they're, they're going to put it on the server. Yeah, they're yeah. just stored in there. And it's not like it's available for anyone. Like, I, like, found it. I, like, dug and found it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I should have been writing instead of digging around in the servers. <laughs> Maybe that's where I went <laughs> Man, I haven't been on that show. I'm sorry I talked about it so much. No, dude. I mean, dude, I'm a fan of the show, so it's Yeah, enjoy- I feel like it's interesting story. stuff, it, and I'm not it, bitching about it. No. Well, it seems like you have a very good attitude about it you know yeah, what i mean it took me four years to get that attitude of like yeah it was a cool experience it was a little, a little rough right after oh it happened furious yeah yeah well because it's one of those situations where it's like you're wanting to be able to you know continue to prove yourself to do what you can right. do on the show well also i was like this show's not going to define me and i'm and fuck this i'm never going to talk about it um, so I never talk about when I do stand up, but then on podcasts, I usually, I'm like, I don't want to talk about it, but like, it's fun to reminisce when I'm not getting grilled on it to be like, yeah, these are fun. And, and it's really just highlighting my friends who are great writers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at it's Mike DeVore on Instagram, Brooks, you ever think about making another video where you record a second for an entire year? No, I don't. Because was it super time consuming? No, it wasn't super time consuming at all, but that video was done just despite a girl. <laughs> like, like a girl had broken up with me and I was like, I'm going to have a fucking dope year. I'm going to travel around. Um, and, uh, and, uh, it's also, uh, I would feel like, honestly, I didn't feel bad making that video because when I made that video, I was a biomedical engineer. I said a full-time job. So like I, for the first half of that video, I'm like around LA hustling and then the second half is just happened to be the year that I got on SNL. So the second half is I'm on SNL. So I feel like it'd be like kind of um, braggadocious now that I am like, you know, a traveling comedian and I don't have a real job to be like, look how fun my life is. Right. You know, because I do travel everywhere and have a great time. Um, so I think it would just be uh, a little braggy. That makes sense. Versus before I didn't feel bad because I wasn't successful at all. Right, you're just just doing ha- your normal day job, and then it's like the big arc of it is you. Yeah, it's just me skating for the first half of the for the first half of it is me skating, and then the second half is just me sat inside Thirty Rock. <laughs> uh, yeah, like my friends at like Tim Robinson was like that video shows uh, how much SNL sucks because before this you had a great life, <laughs> and then it just turns into you and th- in this building all the time. Uh, but. I, I did the next year, I did a more personal thing. I took a photo a day and wrote a paragraph about that day for a full year. Yeah. Um, I just try to uh, honestly um, 
journal and remember everything. Yep. So I, t- I have a folder of a photo I took every day for a full year. I've been doing a daily journal entry since I moved to Los Angeles. Uh, I'm behind like about 35 days right now because I haven't been able to write with my arm. That'll but, happen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But since I moved to LA and it's been great, it's like super, it's great. It's, it's thought clearing. Yeah. It's anxiety. It, it reduces anxiety because you yeah. just get all your thoughts out there. But yeah, I did a photo a day and that was really, that was fun. But, um, I mean, it's no, it will never, I'll never put it anywhere. It's also right. me and my ex fiance. So it's not super fun to look at. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, check out this fun year. Yeah. Uh, at Alice underscore Rose on Instagram. Did you ever get that Dave Matthews band tattoo removed? It's Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Red there Hot Chili go. Peppers, Rage Against the Machine, and Cottonmouth Kings are the three um, people. But it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. And no, I never got it removed um, because I showed it on national TV and making fun of it. So I feel like now I'm self-aware. I've, I've shown yeah, you've that addressed I'm, it now. I've addressed that I'm self-aware. It's not cool. You've conquered it now. Yeah. 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 So no, I'll never get rid of it because I'm like, these are just, these are mistakes I have to live with. And I'm like, yeah, what am I going to do? Dude, I think Anthony Kiedis is actually calling in right now, dude. Are you fucking serious? Um, hello, Anthony. Hey Brooks, how you doing now? Dude, I am such a fan. Dude, it's nice to know, it's nice to know that you have still have a tattoo of our band on your body. It's not of a band, it's of the exact tattoo that you have on your on your arm. I copied you. I'm sorry, Anthony. Oh my god, that's even better. Yeah, I have the Fleur de Lee uh tribal armband tattoo. I got it when I was seventeen, um in uh in uh, it was in Galena, Illinois, because they would allow me younger. So thank you for the inspiration. Absolutely, you're making me so proud. Yeah, no, the only difference is you're strong, and uh, I never got strong. Like, was that, how's that heroin diet? You look shredded. Heroin is so good. Yeah, I mean, I gotta do heroin. I think just by the looks of your body. You gotta do my heroin every time I'm doing it, dude. Yeah, I. I I'm just so jealous of how uh, fit you look. Tattoos are very good combination. Mm-hmm. I agree. You look great. And uh, I, I really, you know, want to th- say thank you for um, being such a huge impression on my young 17-year-old mind that I thought uh, I should get a tattoo of a tribal armband that, that will never grow out of st- style. Hey, Brooks, that's a nice story. Yeah. I mean, what I learned from your tattoos is don't go subtle. Absolutely not. Yeah. Go big or go home, Brooks. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Um, so- nice to be an inspiration for a great comedian such as yourself. Th- thank you so much. I was at, um, now I'm embarrassed when I see members of your band because I've publicly trashed them on television. Wait, have you been talking about my friend Flea? No, I just trashed your band. Um, and uh, then uh, Flea lives in my neighborhood and I'm really scared to ever be like I'm a fan because <laughs> I honestly said that your band sucks on uh, television one time. Well, it's not the first time I've heard that before. I don't believe it, though. I was just, I was saying what I needed to say to get on television. I'm trying to get the cheap laughs. I get it. I'm embarrassed I did it. But now when I, when I do see Flea, I can't be like, I'm a fan and I've talked shit. That would be contradictory. I so know. So it's good that you're a stand-up person and you're not going to do that. Can I tell you about a cool story that I, that my friends saw you do? Okay. So Flea, you know Flea, your friend? Of course I know Flea. Uh, he owns the Silver Lake Music Conservatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Sunset. 
And um, my friends were walking from Bar Bandini right down Sunset, and they heard the Red Hot Chili Peppers, your band playing, right? Um, in this little parking lot, and it was you were there, mm-hmm. and so was your new guitarist. I can't think of what his name is, and uh, Chad Smith and Flea, and you were playing a graduation ceremony for these kids that went to Flea's school, and I just thought that was really nice of you guys. Sometimes we back to the community i think that's so amazing i didn't see it i was mad that my friends didn't text me because i don't live far from there but uh man it sounds like you guys are real stand-up dudes we are so keep you doing your heroin so you can look like me i gotta get on that heroin fucking diet man all right, we just lost anthony kiedis i can't have somebody promoting heroin yeah. on the show um, um you know what's but- nuts i was this was uh like sunday I was in Boston at this place called the Barking Crab and I was having like a drink with my girlfriend and I was saying how nice the day was. There was a band there just playing covers. And I was like, this is such a nice day. And the band started covering Under the Bridge and I was like, it got better. Like, <laughs> What's happening right now? I still love Under the Bridge. Like I don't give a fuck. It's dope song. Dude, I, I love, every time I fly, I listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? Every time I fly, it puts me in such a good mood and like I'll listen to, I have a weird mix whenever I fly. Mm-hmm. Like I'll listen to like Enya to put me to sleep. Oh, wow. Or I'll listen to like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers or like, uh, it's all like best of or like best of mm-hmm. Muse or sure. it's like random stuff. What's the, what's the weirdest band that you got into for a little while and then when you came out the other side, you're like, what was that all about? <sighs> I'll give you an example. So I, I loved this band Noah and the Whale for like a year. Yeah. I never I was listening to him on repeat. And then when I came out the other side, I was like, oh my gosh. I was <laughs> in a weird headspace. What was I thinking? Same with um, the Um Okay, I got okay, one. Yeah, see what I mean? Okay, I got okay, one. That's um, what I mean. Uh do you remember uh the band uh Crazy Town? Yes. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Mm-hmm. Come, my lady. You're my pretty baby. You'll make my legs shake. you make me go crazy. Come, on, little <laughs> sugar mama. Take a dance with me. Mm-hmm. Like, dude. So so you knew other songs by I the, knew that other. One. I don't remember them now, but like I would listen to the other tracks. I'm like, they don't, other people don't even know about these. Yeah, that's like when you're little. You know, when you're like, little and you think, like, I love Sum 41. I was like, I'm going to know everything about Sum 41. Dude, okay. I hate to admit this, but like I'll still put on some Sum 41 whenever I'm feeling like Fat Lip uh, is awesome. It's amazing. It's a really great it's, song. Dude, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I also loved Power Man 5000 a lot. Yeah. Because in my little head brain, I was like, my older brothers love um, Rob Zombie, and Rob Zombie has a little brother, and his band is called Power Man 5000. So I'm, that's Power Man 5000 is for little brothers. I think we just lost video for a second. Oh, we definitely just lost video. Yeah. Um, well, uh, let's get into this next segment. I mean, do you want to fix that or is it just dead? Should we just, should we just tell him to come, come listen to the end of it, rest of it on this guy? Um, I'm going to, well, let's get into our next segment and I'll break for a second. Uh, this is our final segment of the show. Okay. Very exciting. Sax talk. Sax talk. Okay. So sax talk, I briefed you before. Mm-hmm. You're going to do a uh, share a story of a sexual escapade, sexual escapade. And I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath and accompany right. it. I love when saxophone is played within a foot of me. That's, that's how I, I like to enjoy it. I mean, that's how most people like it is a saxophone to be played like near their face. Yeah. Near their ear holes. Near their ear holes. It's hole. one of those, you know, really soothing 
It's not piercing at all at times. If anybody walked in and it would look like you've held me hostage because we're <laughs> you're playing saxophone at me in front of a photo of yourself, and I, it just looks crazy. And I'm just like, all right, tell me about sex. Do do do. Right, that's my how I do a sax impression. Do 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 do. <laughs> the Seinfeld theme. See, you're already better. Yeah, no, I'm just saying everything for me is like a guitar. Do, 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 do. That's not even a guitar. I don't even know what I'm doing. It's like a double dragon theme. Um, all right, you want to knock this out? Yeah. Oh, you're putting it towards the saxophone and everything. Oh, good. Really crank that into everybody's ears. <laughs> um, all right. So this is just the story of uh, the first time I uh, fingered a lady. Um, yeah, it was in, uh, eighth grade and it was in Iowa and it was cold and, um, I, I got to third base, I guess is what it is with this lady. It was really wonderful. And she was so, she was so kind to allow it to happen. Um, and you know, it was very cool. And afterwards I told her like, thanks, you know, like I was, I was, what a, what a movie we watched like fast and the furious or something. Yeah, Fast and the Furious, and then uh, I was like, "That was that was awesome." And, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go home now. Um, and I put on some leather gloves that I had worn because it was cold in Iowa to uh, to go home. Yeah, and then I walked like a mile back to my house. Um, like, uh, and I lived kind of near the woods, like in the woods a little bit. And uh, when I got to my house, uh, I took these gloves off, and the smell of vagina had really gotten into the leather. Um, yeah, it's a strong smell if you've never smelled it, v- vagina before. It's very potent. Uh, yeah. Like now as an adult, I appreciate it. But as a seventh grader or eighth grader, you're like, what the? F- oh, no. Yeah, you're very nervous um, that everyone in the house can smell it that you live in. Uh, so I, what I did was I took these gloves out into the woods and uh, dug a hole and buried them. Uh so that my mom would never find out. Yeah, and that's a very real story. And I thought recently when I was back in Iowa about digging them up just to just to prove that story. And because uh, I know where they're buried. And but then I realized I was like, I don't, I don't really want to be digging around there because it's where also where we used to bury our cats when they cats our cats. Died. I don't want to hit a cat. Yeah, so there's some tiny child gloves. Also, if I found those gloves, I would like look at them and see how small I was and just be like, oh, man, you were too young to be doing this. No wonder you're messed up. So I guess it wasn't very sexual. It was just kind of a, of a anecdote I have about the first time I um, had a sexual experience with a with a fine young lady. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm bad at inflection, so I think I just kept it mellow, and, and I think the saxophone helped bring bring home the sexiness of that. Man, ooh, 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 was that a sexy, sexy story? Yeah, I think so. I think it's very sexy. I mean, I think people got their engines straight up revved right now. Yeah, we're hearing about how I buried gloves like I was fucking... Buried middle school gloves. What if I couldn't think of O.J. Simpson's name? <laughs> like, uh, what's you that know, guy's name? Football player. Um, Mr. Simpson. Oh, gosh, darn it. Mr. Smoothie? No, yeah, that's not it. Banana uh, Simpson. What is it? 
Uh, BJ Simpson. BJ. BJ Armstrong. It was BJ Simpson. BJ Armstrong from the Chicago Bulls that's murdered right. his uh, ex-wife he, and her and her boyfriend. That's right. That's what it was. Her yeah. boyfriend, uh, Kato Kalin. No, not Kato. No. Her boyfriend. Terry um, Schiavo. No. Okay. Yes. BJ Armstrong murdered his, his ex-wife and she was with Terry Schiavo. We got there together. We got it. We got it. <laughs> yes. Brooks, thanks so much for doing the pod, man. Uh, anything you want to plug? I have a podcast called Entry Level. Listen to it. It's fun. Uh, I interview people. Jeremiah, you should come on sometime uh, about all the jobs that they had before they became comedians. Oh, I love it. So it's like a lot of um, ridiculous comedians have never cared about their jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's real nuts. We've had some good guests uh, like Bobby Moynihan and Kyle Mooney and Taryn Killam and Reggie Watts. Paul Shear, it's a bunch of fun guys telling stories about how they were terrible as young kids at their jobs. Yeah, that sounds great. It's super funny. Check it out. Check it out. Thanks so much for oh, uh, I'm coming I'm going by. on tour. Oh, yeah. I'll be you doing do stand-up some... like all over America. What, what's your website? Brooksweeland.com. Go to brooksweeland.com and come see Brooks at a local comedy club near you. Yeah, and I also do want to thank um, Anthony Kiedis, Slash, and Scott Stapp, and God for taking time out of their busy schedules to call in. I mean, the reach of this podcast always blows my mind, but I think it helped that we had Brooks Whelan on today. I'll take it. You know, I'm not going to disagree. 